Welcome to Miyazaki and Me. I'm Kyle. And I'm Shane. I'm Gabe. I'm a, I'm a guest. <laughs> we were going to introduce you, but... I got too excited. I am all hopped up on sugar right now. Yeah, you did have like three things of nerds. Only two. Only two. Only two. Okay. He also ate candy. Yeah, okay. Good one, Shane. <laughs> well, we'll see if I keep this in the final episode or not. Uh, this is the final episode? <laughs> no. No, we've got like nine more. We just counted this earlier today, Shane. Okay. Uh, <laughs> we're off to a great start so far. Uh, and so as you can hear by by the uh, lovely voice of, of Gabe here, uh, we we have a guest for this episode. Mm-hmm. It's Little Giggles. It's Little Giggles Gabe coming at you live uh, fresh off the streets of Minneapolis. That's right. When, whenever you're listening to this, it's live. The wind, Gabe. There's oh an open window. I thought there was a mouse. No, uh, we're not that dirty. Okay. Oh, you boys. You boys. Uh, so we are here to talk about the uh, Studio Ghibli release from 2001 of Spirited Away. Yeah, this movie was really, really well thought of Uh it, it was one of the first major worldwide releases. Like Princess Mononoke was the first big Studio Ghibli movie that got released worldwide. But this time it was actually released pretty concurrently with the English and Japanese versions, uh, both released at the same time. Uh, yeah, in, in America. Um, this was the first film that actually made $200 million before being released in America. Oh. Yeah. Um, it, it, it it did very well in the box office. Yeah, it, it made $396 million total worldwide. Wow. And uh, it was the highest grossing film in uh, Japanese history until actually this past year um, when Demon Slayer, the movie uh, uh, Mugen Train, actually passed it. Uh, which I'm very excited that's supposed to come out in America this year. So I'm very, in the next few months, so I'm very excited to watch that. Very nice. The Demon Slayer show is very good, and it's on, like, every platform now if you want to watch it. Well, sign me up. I'm sold. Uh, so, so just for a point of reference, the other movies that came out in 2001, uh, we actually had the Cowboy Bebop movie. Which was good. It wasn't great. I mean, it was, it was an OBA, so it's, that's how it is. What's an OBA mean? Um, uh, an original video animation, I think, is the the term for it. It's, it's essentially a non storyline based movie. Um, okay. In in a series, so it's 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 like anime series will have OBAs, which means that you don't have to have you don't have to have seen the show to watch this movie, and the movie's not really going to affect the storyline that's going on on the TV show. Okay. Uh, another movie was the uh, probably another OVA. Uh, the Inuyasha movie. Uh, probably an OVA. There's like 47 Inuyasha yep. movies, so that makes sense. Yeah, I, I think I just put... I didn't know what the, the subtitle of that one was, so I just put Inuyasha movie. Shane will know which I'm, what I'm talking about, probably. Inuyasha coming at you. Yeah, and it, uh, there, they, there's, a, there's a new Inuyasha show out this past year. <laughs> of course there? there is. Yeah, it's about his, uh, his children and his brother's children. It's supposed to be good. I haven't watched it yet. Hmm. Uh, Pokemon Forever. Forever, ever? Forever never seemed too long until you're gone. Um, I never saw the Forever one. I'm assuming that's the one with Celebi and Luigia, uh, but I have no idea. 
the so so this is interesting. So because Spirited Away was not initially released right away in America, it technically qualified for the 2002 Oscars instead of the 2001 Oscars. So also released in 2001 was the first uh, Academy Award winning film, Shrek. First Academy Award winning film? The first first Uh, uh, winner for the animated. animated, Got it. Okay, Mm -hmm. let me me take that back then. Uh, Donkey! Uh, and then I, I put this in in as our animation timeline because it's a movie I really like. Uh, and this was more of a rotoscope. Uh, and that was the film Waking Life. Hmm. I, I don't I don't remember this one. Uh, it is a Richard Linklater movie about dreams. Oh. Hmm. And he does it. it it's, it's the precursor for him for A Scanner Darkly. That was a bad movie. And it's better than a scanner darkly okay. because it's it's just more along his more conversational style movies um, like the before series and just having conversations about dreams in animated form. Who did uh, Dazed and Confused and um, the baseball movie? Richard Linklater. Okay. I like those two movies. And School of Rock. I also like School of Rock, yeah. And Boyhood. I do not like Boyhood. You don't? I haven't seen it. Oh, it's great. It's absolutely great. I feel like it wasn't worth the effort of filming for 10 years. You but just said you didn't see it. <laughs> yeah, I know. It just seems ridiculous to me, though. But, yeah, I'll okay, watch it at well, some point. Okay, well, don't judge a book by its cover, that old saying, because it's a, it's a great movie. And uh, Have you ever looked at a cover of a book and said, I don't want to read that? No, I I do not. I every time I look at a cover, I have to read it to see if it's. Um, that's why he I'm stays like out of not. libraries. Yeah, that's why I'm banned from libraries. Uh, and then on the TV side, we also had uh, Harvey Birdman, Attorney at Law. I love Harvey Birdman, Attorney yeah, at Law. Too. It's very did good. You get, did you get that thing I sent you? Did you get that thing I sent you? I did. Invader Zim. That was the same year. They started the same year. Yep. Huh. Interesting. Uh, you know, uh, Jonan Vasquez is a very good uh, artist and uh, writer, and I enjoy his uh, Johnny the Homicidal Maniac uh, comics as well hmm. as Invader Sim. Well, there you have it. And Squee. Uh, the first season uh, that thankfully had absolutely nothing to do with Zack Snyder of Justice League. Yeah, and that's why I refuse to watch it. I'm only going to watch that first season once they re- uh, release the Snyder cut of it. <laughs> And uh, the Fairly Odd Parents, which I didn't realize, like, started in 2001. Yeah, I didn't think that that would be around the same time as Invader Zim uh, for the beginning, but interesting. Well, it is, so. Yeah. yeah. Egg and, on my face. And uh, one that I know you're a pretty big fan of. Gabe, I don't know if you've even seen this. Uh, Samurai Jack. Never saw it. Yeah, very good. Uh, is that with Samuel Jackson? Yeah, he was, uh, it's Samuel or I, Jack. No, that's Afro Samurai is what you're thinking of, actually. Okay. Um, Samurai Jack is uh, Jendi Tartowski, is that, you, is that how you pronounce the name? It's the guy who did Dexter's Lab uh, as well. Um, and it's 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 pretty good. And they finally finished the uh, the story uh, more recently. I think it was 2016 after 
I want to say 12 years after they, they did the final season. They did one last, I, it was I like, want to say eight episodes. Yeah, it was like six or eight episodes. Um, yeah. Really just to close things off, and uh, which was nice. Mm. Uh, so uh, let's get into the movie itself. Uh, mm-hmm. Gabe, uh, since you're the guest, mm-hmm. uh, I, I want to say you said this is your first uh, Hayao Miyazaki film that you've seen. You want to say that and you want to believe it because that is true. That is absolutely true. This is my first exposure to Miyazaki. There was a moment about a month ago when I turned on my neighbor Totoro. Um, because that, it was late at night and I just wanted something to fall asleep to, but then I realized that, oh no, I was I was supposed to watch Spirited Away for the first Miyazaki uh, exposure, uh, and uh, so I turned it off, and um, I turned on this instead a month later. How'd you feel about it? I didn't love it. Really? I didn't love it, Shane. <laughs> um, I, we, we kind of got that sense. Yes. Uh... I, now... In my defense, it could have just been me in my COVID fever dream state that I was not happy with uh, anything. I didn't have COVID, anybody, if anybody's wondering. Uh, it was, uh, I was day like, you, ju- you just got vaccinated. It was the day of my vaccine, and uh, apparently my I was just in a really bad mood in the second half of the day. Um, and um, then I turned on Spirited Away, and that didn't help anything because mm. I just... There was a lot. There was a lot to take in. There's a lot going on in this movie. There's a there, lot. There is a lot movie. to take in, and actually, like I, th- I think I've seen bits and pieces of this, but I never actually sat down before to fully watch this movie, like fully invested and in actually mm-hmm. paying attention. Um, I think I'd put it on at work, or when I worked at a video store as just background. Sure. Um, so like I'd look up, you know, between, you know, cleaning off the shelves or putting movies away or whatever it was, um, and see like a scene or two, you know, here and there, but like, that's probably a better way to absorb this movie. I disagree. Yeah, I just, I disagree because actually I'm, I really enjoyed it this time around Mm -hmm. because of actually how we've been watching through these Miyazaki films, because you, it feels like. It's Miyazaki growing as an artist and taking some little pieces here and there Mm -hmm. from the other films and kind of bringing them all together. Because as we talked about in Kiki's Delivery Service, like that's when Studio Ghibli really got set in on working with the motion of the fabric Mm. and the motion of like hair blowing Mm -hmm. in the wind and that type of stuff. That's and it's like as as you're seeing uh, our our main character in this film running and doing all these things, you see all the fabric moving and you see her hair or blowing, and it's like oh that reminded me of this. Like they've they've gotten even better since you know 1988 when Kiki came out. Yeah. Out in animating that type of stuff, and a few other little references. I'll I'll. I'll speak about, but yeah, it was like a little stuff like that, that I noticed. And it's like, Oh wow, this is animation evolving. And I think that's really interesting and cool to see. 
I, I will absolutely agree with that. It was a very beautiful movie. Like it, I, the the animation was great. The score was great. I hear that the guy who does the score pretty much does the score on all the Miyazaki movies. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So obviously, it's, obviously it's going to be good. Um, and uh, voice acting was all fine. Um, I I don't want to dump on this movie because I know that a lot of people. Uh, not in, only in this room, but a lot of people around the world hold this movie so near and dear to their heart. And again, it could have just been the fact that I was in a bad mood. I just think that here's this fantastical land that they're in, that she finds herself in. Um, and what does she do? She works at a bathhouse for most of the movie. Yeah. And she's just getting tasks done basically and meanwhile there's a dragon who turns into a boy who wants to save her but like is off doing his own thing for half the movie too i didn't really fully understand a lot of the plot points <laughs> um i mean it, it it's a fairy tale mm -hmm. it's i i very much enjoy this movie and that's going to be that's going to be clear on both this podcast and on gabe and i's podcast uh, mm -hmm. the five star movie podcast um I was a little worried about my, my rewatch here because it has been 15, 15 to 20 years since I saw this. It has been. Um, it has been. Um, and so I wasn't sure if it was one of those things that was going to hold up. And honestly, to me, it does. Uh, the things that I that I enjoy, um, I get I get the idea that, that you wanted it to be more, I guess, more action-packed. Uh, not necessarily that, just... No, okay, what I didn't like is that she's in this fantasy world, and it is immediately told to get a job at a bathhouse. And the guy who's telling her, uh, Hiro is the mm -hmm. guy's name. Uh, Haku. Haku is, uh, tells her, uh, by the way, when you apply for this job, they're going to say no, but you got to keep asking. And I'm like, what? And then she goes and asks this uh, lady for a job, and she's like, no. And she just keeps asking, and then she eventually gets it while making a baby cry. And I'm like, what's going on? Well, is this a metaphor for something? I said, I even texted Shane, I, but I said out loud in my apartment alone, what's going on at least five times? And I wasn't even halfway through the movie yet. <laughs> and then the second half didn't do me any favors either. Well, a, a weird thing that this movie does that some of the others that we haven't in the, uh, that we've watched in the past that don't do, they don't really establish anything at the beginning there's there's it's a, a mom and dad and their daughter moving mm -hmm. the daughter's not really happy about the move her parents by the way and then and then the uh the dad sees something and he wants to pull over and go in and look at it uh, -huh. uh and suddenly sh she's in this adventure and there's no real reason for it honestly mm -hmm. um and i was fine with that i'm actually uh her, the, her father was i don't want to say insane but he was driving 50 miles an hour down this dirt road and the mom's like hey slow down you're gonna crash he's like don't worry i've driven down dirt roads before and he's like well we have yeah, a kid in I, the back. i've got i've got four-wheel drive yeah it's like yeah but you got a kid in the back seat and and half your belongings and then sure enough he comes within inches of hitting a stone in the middle of the road and then he gets out and he's and he walks through this abandoned building, and he's ready to abandon his daughter right then and there just to go exploring. And I'm like, doesn't really seem fair. And then, yeah, then they walk through and then smell food, and then I don't want to, you know, go into the movie beat by beat, but um, 
yeah, yeah. he's he's a uh, he's a character, interesting fellow for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, in in the fact that he does seem like an insane person, that that is for sure. I can see that now. Um, uh, but uh, it, it's also to me, it's just a, a it's a guy that's wrapped up in his own own thing and doesn't really care about the people around him. And uh-huh. yeah. uh, the way that I see this movie is this movie, a lot of this movie is just about greed and the dangers of it. Yeah. And I think that that really ties into that. Um, and it's one of those, it's one of those things that on the first watch, when you see that the beginning of this movie, it comes off very weird and odd. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no, it doesn't feel like there's, there's a connection to where it's headed. It doesn't, it doesn't feel like they, they, you don't know why they're, they're where they're at. Um, and then once you see the whole movie, to me, the, the beginning makes sense, uh, a little bit more in the fact that, that, oh, this, I mean, these, these guys were, were greedful. They were, uh, he, he was lustful for, for certain things. And, and that's, mm-hmm. that's what this is. It's about. It's about being overzealous and and uh, and wanting things more for yourself than other people and and the the problems that 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 brings you to, mm-hmm. um, and I don't know I I just I I love the the fantasticalness of this whole whole movie, as as Kyle was saying as as you know with with us watching all of the Miyazaki films up to this point. It does feel like a culmination of, of the efforts that they've made. Um, it is the the most um, up-to-date in the visuals uh, department of any of the films. Yes. Uh, when it, the, the closest to this one would be Princess Mononoke. But even the, the four-year gap of, of Mononoke in two, uh, 97 to this one 2001, the visuals for this one look more crisp, look more clean. Yeah. Um, so crisp. There's there's a lot more there's a lot more going on in the in in the background of a, a lot of a lot of these scenes than there have been in any of the other films. Uh, you can tell that there's that that. I mean, I hate to say it this way. You can tell that it's, it's like there's more money behind this. Like there's yeah, we're able to spend more time and put more money no, into it. And, and that's like in in as as we were talking about in in reference to other films, like as they are first entering the bathhouse and you first see. You know all these spirit creatures flying around and and stuff. It's it's a little scary and jarring, or no, right before uh, when Haku saves her on the on the outside. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That actually kind of reminded me, and Shane will get this reference. Kind of reminded me of the poltergeist scene in uh, Pompoco. Yes, when when they're kind of terrorizing the town, trying to scare people around. But in speaking of money-wise, that was one scene and a tentpole, you know, visual demonstration in that at film by itself. Whereas we get that many characters strewn around on the screen in a lot of stuff um, in th- in this film. So yeah, it, ju- it just feels grander. Um, and in another uh, reference to previous movies, especially how we've been doing this podcast as of late, um, it is so nice returning to the regular Studio Ghibli color palette. Yes, yeah, because we just did um, uh, My Neighbors, the Yamadas. Um, which is which... the more watercolor, 
Uh, actually, uh, it, both of those were uh, uh, Michoe Yusada as as the color designer, but you don't say. Yeah. Uh, but uh, she was obviously doing very different things for both films. Um, but yeah, after watching Earwig and then watching in, uh, My Neighbors the Yamadas, it was like, oh, this feels more at home. We just don't need to talk about Earwig ever again. I know, right? Um, the, the visuals are stunning. The story itself, to me, it's it's the the it's simplistic while still being fantastical. Um, and and I mean, it sounds like you had a little bit of a problem with that. I had a problem with the fact that nothing was ever explained, and okay. uh, um, it's like the opposite of Inception. Yeah. Very much so. <laughs> I very much could have used a Joseph Gordon-Levitt in this movie um, for, for multiple reasons because he's also a great actor. Um, but um, nothing was ever explained. There's this dragon flying around, and he's a boy sometimes, and he's being chased by little paper um, things that are trying to kill him, but they're paper, so I don't know what's well, going it, on there. It was actually it was a, a witch. That was a witch yeah. doing a spell. A witch in disguise, okay. yeah. That's why later the one of those paper cranes became the witch, uh, like a iteration of the witch, and then she cast spells. And, so and then he cut her because in half. he stole from her. There you go, Haku did. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, as what? he was bleeding everywhere, he was yeah. bleeding a lot. He was bleeding a lot. Um, why was the baby giant? What's up with that? I hate that baby. I'm not gonna lie. Baby. I hate, I hate that, that baby. baby. Why do they have a baby at all? Like she's an old woman and she has a baby. Yes, but... Uh, well, they're all, all spirits, too. Yeah, they're all spirits, and, like, obviously, her dimensions were, you know, different. Yeah, they were. Because um, she's got the giant head um, and all that, so... Big, big head. That big... baby was voiced by Tara Strong, by the way, yeah. which <laughs> is a very well-known voice actress. A lot of people might recognize that name. Uh, she played Bubbles in Powerpuff Girls. And Raven in Teen Titans. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, there you go. Oh, and uh, uh, very famously, uh, uh, Harley Quinn as well. Yep, Harley Quinn. Yeah, she was the replace for uh, Arlene Sorkin. Pretty yep. sure you're thinking of Kelly Cuoco. Kelly Cuoco. No, Harley that Quinn. she's <laughs> in 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 animated yeah. series yeah. and various projects. And, just and, funny. and the uh, Arkham Asylum games. Kelly Cuoco, um, man with no face. You know what's the what's the deal with that guy? He can, he can talk to everybody, and he's eaten his weight in everything, but he doesn't talk to the star of the movie, who I don't even know her name, because she changes her name for some reason. Uh, Sen, because her name Sen. is... Uh, well, Sen is the name that she's given uh, uh, Chihiro. Chihiro. Because um, uh, her name's stolen from her, and it's yeah. like her memories are attached to her name. Yeah, which which is huh. the same thing that happens with Haku. Yeah. Okay. Um, that one was explained pretty well. Uh, well, I mean... I don't think it was. <laughs> I, I think it was, but I also, I, I mean, so man, I think that we watched this movie a little differently than Gabe watched. Gabe was that's new, new eyes, things like that, so I can completely yeah. understand what, where, where his uh, confusion on, on these Thank guys. you. You get it. Um, Yay. Uh, no Face is an interesting character. Isn't he, though? Uh, he uh, He's based off of a silkworm, uh, okay. the, the design for him, which I thought was kind of fun. Sure. Uh I mean, the idea that he's a monster, but he's he's an unexplained monster, and, and he just seems to be needy. Like, he just seems like he wants company, 
and he wants to be uh because Ch- uh Chihiro uh is nice to him. Is nice to him. He wants her to be friends with him and sure. gets very upset when she won't when she, you know, doesn't show the same need to be or doesn't want the things that he, that he's given her because yeah. everyone else is greedy and wants the things that he has to give but she's not so that uh, uh, angers him. That yeah, he threw a temper tantrum. Um and and yeah. I and I like that 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 arc of um pulling him out of there uh brings him back to normal uh and then she's able she spends a little time with him and and he finds somebody to, that that appreciates what he did and has a place to go um but i don't know i i appreciate the lack of over explanation in this in this movie um because i think it leads a lot to your imagination in that regard and you can give stories to some of these people in your head and you can give and maybe I would have had a different opinion on this movie if I watched this as a kid. Yeah, because exactly. Because I am an adult, and this is my first um, time watching this movie. And everybody I've talked to, um, of like coworkers and all that, say, oh, no, yeah, I, I did like it when it came out. I haven't watched it since. And then I really started to break the story down to them as best I could. And they're like, oh, yeah. Yeah, it doesn't explain anything. But I liked it at the time. Because they were younger and yeah. they were and yeah. They well, that and and I I've saw like in multiple things that we've been looking up for uh, for research and stuff. There there's a lot of comparison uh, between this and people people especially in the West are comparing it to Alice in Wonderland, mm-hmm. which is yeah. you know pretty similar. On that doesn't get explained whatsoever really mm-hmm. you know how all of this stuff works and i think that was uh, even the first time that i i've watched it in the video store and stuff like that was my approach of like you know this is a wonderland style you know world that we've gone into and i don't know why i don't know how um i'm just kind of going to be along for the ride yeah and I mean, it's also a, a situation of loss in translation uh, with this film as well. A, a lot of these spirits and stories are things that that people in Japan do know, like they're they're, they're stories that they're told from their childhood and growing up. Yeah. Um. I mean, right down to the to the time where he has her put her hands together and then cuts through it. Like that's that's a. Um, uh, I, I can't remember that part. Oh, it's it's uh it's right when they fall down the hole with um. Uh, Haku and and Chihiro fall down the hole, and the uh, she smashes the little lizard, the little newt thing. Oh, okay. Uh, and then he says uh, he says something about like uh, uh, that th- we have to break the bad spell on you. Okay. Um, and he th- they uh, she puts he has her put her hands together, and then he cuts through it, and essentially says like oh the bad the bad spirits are gone. Right. Um, that that's that's derived from something that that's known. It's cut the line is what it's called. It's a it's a Japanese good luck charm, um, uh, thing in Japan, obviously. Sure. Yeah. Uh, and so there's and there's a lot of things like like names mean things. Uh, um, that's just names mean things. Yeah. Uh, names don't mean things here. Uh, they they they're they're cleverly named uh characters in this, but it doesn't translate to us in in, in the American version. Um, uh, like the baby's name translates to little boy, the, the, um, Kamaji, the, the one in the, the boiler room, uh, names literally translates to boiler man. 
Um, Yubaba actually means bathhouse witch. Like there's uh-huh. there's translation things that were there's there's a there's a bunch of other ones, but there's translation things that were missing um, in the American side of it. Um, that's just you know it's unfortunately it's it's just not gonna not gonna resonate with some people in in America with mm-hmm. with that on viewings. Uh, and same thing with with uh, like even the things that I don't think are lost in translation, but are just a, a, just a cultural change. You know, bathhouses. We all we know what a bathhouse is, but it's not in America. We, you know, we don't have bathhouses in America. Well, we do, like, but well, yeah, they're, but they're, they're not. As they're not. They're, yeah. yeah, like it, it's and and spirit. The idea of spirits uh, and being around those are those are not things that are taught in American culture. Um, in fact, they're they're all you know considered just out there and and mm-hmm. crazy here. Yeah. Um, while they're they're just normal in in Japanese mm-hmm. culture, so mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it's 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 weird that so how far into my neighbor Totoro did you actually get? Like ten, I, I think I got when they first got to the house and she's exploring the attic and then she saw some dust and I'm like, okay, it. so you've seen the two two of the movies that have the soot the soot spirits in it, mm. mm-hmm. soot sprites, soot sprites, because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. um, yeah, I, I, with an exclamation point, I just. I just wrote in my notes, like, the, the sprites are back. Yep, yep. Mm. Oh, those soot sprites. And they're super lazy, too. Yeah. Which I really, I really loved that of, like... That part was funny. You know, she she grabs one of the, mm-hmm. the pieces of coal or whatever to stoke the fire. And then they're, All like... Cut on, yeah. Oh, she can do that for... For him, let's yeah. let's have her do that for everybody. Yeah, that part was pile fun. on. Uh, and then shortly after that scene, we meet uh, we meet Lynn, who's really mean to her, like throughout the first part of the movie, and then out of nowhere, she's nice to her. That's every that's every Studio Ghibli <laughs> mom character, though. I, I mean, she was she was she's calling her an idiot and stuff, and like calling her names and just she was she was doing that in front of other people because it was a human and she wasn't supposed to be close to her and then the moment they got away from people she's like oh my god i can't believe you're fine yeah but then like there's also times where they're in the bathhouse just working and she's nice to her again in front of other people Hmm. inconsistent inconsistent i tell you it didn't didn't feel inconsistent to me the only time it no (laughs) No, that's all I gotta say. No, no, I, I, I disagree with that, but because uh, I didn't really see it that way. Like, I saw her as, as a, as an older sister or mother like character in the film for sure. But I also saw her as um, the way that she reacted to her was she was told by Haku that that you know she was good or, or not Haku. She was told by uh, the Boiler the Man. Boiler Man. Um that that you know she needed a job and everything and so while she was not employed there or brand new she was going to be be mean to her for for a moment there and and pretend to be pretend like she didn't care and then once she was in her care then she can she could show everyone that she did care because it was her disciple now that she did have to take care of her does that make sense to, like the way that i said it there no because she was mean to her behind closed doors in, uh, in multiple scenes, and she was nice to her in public in other scenes. I guess I'd have to watch it again because I don't, I don't remember it being that way. Yeah. So, well, and if, if, if she's nicer later, though, it's as 
it's after she has the contract and mm-hmm. you know it's like okay she just works here now like let's deal with it mm. okay you know i don't have to hide that i'm being nice to her again i don't want to dump on this movie because i i, I don't want to like nitpick it also because oh no no it's it's actually been good because then we counter it and it's been yeah. <laughs> been working so yeah it's just a back and forth yeah and then uh, the Boilermaker calls him, calls Chihiro her, his grandson, granddaughter uh, at one point. And I'm like, what? Uh, that was that was more just, I think. Uh, that was because humans weren't allowed there, so he had to say. Yeah, that, he had, he had That's why to, she was yeah. there. Okay, so the Boilermaker's a human too, then? No, but no, he was just, he was just covering for her. He was covering for Jahir. He was doing this thing called lying. Mm-hmm. Covering for a person he'd never met before. He They didn't have any interaction before that. But the Soot Sprites liked her. Yeah, the Soot Sprites liked her. So they Sprite liked her because she you know, helped her. It's 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 kind of like a like when your dog likes somebody, and you can tell it's like, okay, this dog's, okay. Usually, this dog's usually terrible to every person, but they like them, so I'm going to trust them. This dog's terrible to everyone. Mm-hmm. This dog hates me. Um, but I like that guy. So I'm gonna like that guy too, because I want my uh, dog to like. Me. Uh, in in my notes, uh, start dressing like that guy. Uh, Shane, did you like the the fact that we basically just got the Totoro scene again with the radish spirit in the elevator? Oh yeah, that was that was fine. That was a nice callback. It's like it's just it just feels like it's just the Totoro at the bu- at the bus stop. Yep. Hmm. Um. I don't know. I th- I thought it was I I uh, I liked all the little spirits and everything that you saw in the background. You know the radish spirits and yeah. the frog people and um. That was the end of my thought. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so so speaking of uh, you know this one we'll probably all be more in agreement with uh, the the sequence with the the stink spirit. Was so well done. Yeah. Um, Felt like popping a pimple. Yeah. It's like popping a pimple or like, yeah, it's just, it's this one little thing. And and like, yeah, it's like uh, sends the only one who can take care of it. Mm -hmm. Because she was the only one not greedy enough to. Yeah, that was nice. That was a nice little sequence. Uh, And then they, she's rewarded by getting a little piece of bacon where if she eats it, something will happen and then she gives it away pretty quickly <laughs> not quickly but nonchalantly uh that that scene actually was based off of a uh something that happened to miyazaki when he was little um because they were uh they cleaned a river out and uh he said that it it just when he was going to animate that he was, he had flashbacks to them cleaning the river and one of the, and the first thing that they pulled out of the river was a bicycle mm. which is why when they're pulling um, the things out of the, the river spirits, you see a bicycle right away, which, well, there you go. Everyone's going to laugh at us. Uh, fun fact about this, this movie that, that game might not know is that, uh, like other Miyazaki movies, uh, th- there was no script to begin with. That's actually what I was just about to say. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Miyazaki starts with, starts a storyboard. Um, uh, and I mean, Really, it's this one and Totoro are, are the two that he really didn't have any any pre. Didn't have any idea what he was doing. Yeah, well, didn't have any any idea where it was gonna go. 
okay. um, fully fully uh, came up with by him with no other works. You know, I mean, Nausicaa was also fully by him, but but it he was had, he it, had a work it, that he did beforehand. Yeah, it was, it was based off of manga written by him. Yeah, so. and so the, the um, but but yeah, he starts doing storyboards, and he he just the story just kind of flows, and you know the ideas run, and they figure it out as they go rather than than come up with the full story first and then start drawing. Which is kind of fun. Which is kind of inter- uh, can be can be good, can be bad. In my opinion, in Totoro, it wasn't the greatest story, but uh, in this one, I think it worked. Uh, I don't think that there's a spot during this movie where I felt like it was lacking for energy or for interest. Like I always felt like that the energy was up and moving, and that the story oh, it was, was very high forward. energy. Um, I'll give them that. And there, there's no drop point where, like, I, I, like, feigned interest. Like, I wanted to look at my phone or anything like that. Like, I was – you stay glued into the to it the whole time because there's always something happening and you don't know what's going to go on next. I will give – I will also agree with that point is because there was that no point where I knew it was going to happen next, mostly because I didn't know what was going on <laughs> to begin with. <laughs> yeah, that makes, that makes sense. Yeah. But then there are character decisions that I'm like – I, I just didn't see coming. Um. <laughs> um, but yeah, so so I, I would guess you know final thoughts. I, um, I I'm sorry I didn't like it. That's fine. It's not the best movie to introduce people to Miyazaki. I'll give I'll, I'll say that. Uh, maybe uh, my neighbor Totoro, which no. Or Princess Mononoke, which, which I, Mononoke. I find interesting because uh, uh, only only by the fact that this was uh, most people's first introduction to, to yeah. Miyazaki, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. being as it, it is the most critically acclaimed of of the films, winning an Academy Award will do that. Um, yep. Uh, and yeah, that's the thing. And being a a you know a really uh, the first well not the first wide release in America but the first really a. Uh, Founded wide release in America, yeah. where where it was a lot of support. I mean, John Lasseter was, was attached to this producer, movie. Like yeah. he produced this this uh, this for the American version. So obviously, uh, it was kind of big. Uh, I mean, John Lasseter. What his name comes up in another movie that I watched. Yeah, we'll talk about that yeah. on our podcast. <laughs> um, it's uh, like they're it's like they're connected or something. John, John Lasseter being somebody that that has said in the past that he's widely influenced by Miyazaki widely and Studio influenced? Ghibli films. Yeah. Oh no! Like he, all of the like, he he was so happy once, because um, he was gonna put like he was gonna try and put those like my neighbor Totoro references and stuff in his movies anyway, and now it's like oh Disney and Studio Ghibli for that time had a partnership, so it's like cool. I can put I can put a Totoro in Toy Story. Yep. And that's just what he did. Yeah. Or no, it was a, and and brave too, I think. It's in like one of the witches workshop, yeah. Uh but uh yeah, so my final thought is I love this movie. I think that this is a fantastic watch. I think it's better for it is better for children for the initial part just because of the fantasticalness of it and the the lack of a I'm not going to say coherent story cuz I do believe there's a coherent story. Yeah. But the lack of a of a shown story, like they they do leave a lot to you um, to imagine yourself. Yeah. Um, and, and I think that that works really well for kids, um, and maybe less so for adults. Yeah. Um, so I've got two things before we before I give my like final final thoughts. Uh, 
we ha- we completely glossed over the the no face like fight, and I think that really needs to be talked about. Um, as oh, no that face. terrifying fight where he's puking up everywhere. Yeah, he's puking up everywhere and running through the bathhouse um, yeah, after sun. Everybody. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It's very well animated. It's it's a nightmare factory. Yep. Um. I mean, it's it's probably the third biggest nightmare factory in this movie, though. Yeah. Uh, behind the giant baby and the pigs. Yeah, the, the giant, pigs, yeah. the giant, yeah, the giant baby. Like, I, yeah, that's literally in my notes of just like baby's room is creepy as hell. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and this might just be me because I I was very much thinking about all the uh, little Studio Ghibli Easter eggs throughout, and it's like them waiting at a station for a train. Uh, reminded me a little bit of Ocean Waves. Oh, uh, that one reminded me a little more of My Neighbor Totoro than the than the. That ma- yeah, that makes sense. Like, but I, and I think that was like, okay, am I reaching or does it feel like then? Yeah, that makes that makes sense that it's it's more of a My Neighbor Totoro, and uh, I also realize I'm fairly certain I might be missing one. But I'm pretty sure, sir, sure, I'm pretty certain um, all seven uh, deadly sins are represented throughout this movie. Okay, we got greed. We got lust. We got gluttony with the pigs. Gluttony, gluttony. with the pigs. Sloth, probably with the baby. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, envy with the witch. Yep. Yeah, the, the twins that don't like each other yeah. as much. Uh, greed, obviously, we we said for sure. Yeah. Um, wrath uh, with uh, with gluttony. Uh, same with gluttony with wrath. Or where would wrath be? That's that's the thing. Like unless it's it's uh, Yababa like freaking out on everybody, yeah. pretty pretty regularly. Very possible. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so like ra- wrath and like actual like physical lust, I don't feel as much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I think I think that you could you can make an argument for all of them. Yeah. So yeah. I, that was just something that actually cuz like literally right before we we started recording, Shane did his rewatch um as I was making like lunch. And so and that was one of those things that just popped into my head of like, "Oh, all seven deadly sins are like in this movie. That's that's kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. That's cool." Yeah. Um Yeah, this movie was inspired by the movie 7. And the Bible. And the, yeah. Yeah. No. The Bible was inspired by this movie. Ah. Uh, Mark it now. Right in your notes. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, just my, my final thoughts. I, I really feel like uh, this is a kind of culmination and like of up to this point and of, you know, everything that uh, Hayao Miyazaki has done. Um, and you know it ends up being his his Oscar win, so that's really cool. But he did not go to the Oscars to receive it. If um, Miz- if the, they had the animated uh, Oscars throughout the seventies and eighties, uh, would you still put this as the Oscar winner movie? Yes. Um, uh, mm, uh, Grave of the Fireflies uh, yeah, would not like, have been I, nominated for an Oscar, but it but it would have been. Oscar, but it was an Oscar-worthy movie. Yes, I yeah, because I was gonna say like, 
of the previous films because like uh Kiki would have been opposite Lion uh, King or no, Aladdin. Kiki's opposite uh no uh, Little Mermaid I think isn't it's it 92 it's 88 oh okay yeah <laughs> um so like they, they some of the some of the other ones have very stiff competition uh no 88 is is um well, no, it would have been 90 so yeah it would have been either um uh, the, well, Beauty and the Beast or Aladdin so that would have been pretty yeah. stiff competition i guess the way i asked the question you'd have to consider the competition too but like w- is this your is this the first award worthy movie by Miyazaki? Is I would say no. Question? No. Okay. No, I think they're they're definitely at at the very least I think he would have been nominated for probably three probably three Kiki's Kiki's my neighbor Totoro, I don't know if it would have yeah. been nominated. I think he would have only been nominated for Kiki's. What about Princess and I Mononoke? Think, I th- oh, and yeah, Princess and Princess Mononoke. Mononoke. Yeah. yeah, so too. And then I think that Ghibli would have been nominated as well for Grave of the Fireflies. Grave of the Fireflies. But also, that's Grave also kind of... Maybe Whisper of the Heart. Kind of, Grave of the Fireflies, maybe, maybe not, just because it is uh, too serious for them to take for an animated movie, I think. Um, it's so so it's sad. so sad. Yeah, it's what my so coworker was telling me about. Um, this is this is also, uh, and you know, maybe it it will be, but uh, um, going into us starting this podcast, uh, even though I I for our podcast, which we have, uh, we'll plug in a minute here. I, I've listed as a, as a perfect movie. Um, it's not my favorite Studio Ghibli movie. What's your favorite? Uh, Howl's Moving Castle. Ah, yeah. which, which which is actually what inspired this podcast yep uh because i have i still have not seen howl's moving castle uh because being me i wanted for the podcast i wanted to um kind of have context more Mm -hmm. for it Ah. and i I didn't want to jump in as as heavily uh, like straight in um you know because i kind of I didn't want to jump in heavily so i did a podcast where i watched all of them (laughs) well no like I, i i more I didn't want to jump in and not have a good frame of reference. And yes. Like, like not because I'm not I w- I was not really up until starting this podcast an anime fan. You know, so like I didn't want to like not be used to the style and just be jarred by that and that be my effect of the film. Um, so I decided like no, I want to go from the beginning of Studio Ghibli and. Um, all the way to the end. Feel feel everything in context. That's fair. Yeah, that's fair. All right. Well, bye. So, <laughs> so yeah, what about uh, your guys's next episode? You've kind of hinted at it. We have uh, a little so bit. We have uh, me and Shane have another podcast um, called uh, Five Star Movie Podcast, and where we talk about perfect movies. And um, this next episode, we're going to talk about. Spirited Away, and then we're also going to talk about Toy Story. Toy it's the battle of the animated films. I uh, hope you guys listen and enjoy it, and I hope Shane stops fiddling around with everything in front of him for two seconds. So, um, if it's you're l- an audio podcast, <laughs> nobody saw that. Oh, I see it. If and you're it's... looking for 
me, you better check under the C. Um, if you're looking for uh, his, five... name, his name does start with a C. Oh, Unlike snap. Everyone. Oh, snap. That doesn't read these descriptions and tells me my co-host name is Shane. Uh, so uh, if you're looking for that podcast for the five star movie podcast, just search for character work um, on Spotify yeah. or anchor. Uh-huh. Um, it is it is under that uh, helm. I'm just making faces. Okay. I was going to ask a question, but then I realized that I, you already answered it. So. Uh, last, uh, just so you know, uh, at the time this podcast comes out, last week we released our episode about uh, Spielberg movies. Spielberg go. Uh, where we talk about Jurassic Park and Jaws, so go check that out. Um, I also have a podcast out there called The Anime Niacs. Uh, with Still Carl, that name. <laughs> with with uh, with my buddy Carl, uh, where we are currently. What up, Carl? We are currently watching through uh, My Hero Academia, uh, and discussing it. Um, so go check that out. Oh, I will. It's really good. Aww. We have fun. Um, yeah, you guys have fun. Also, the the show you're reviewing is really good. That's yeah, what I was great. actually talking about. Not the oh. podcast. I'm kidding. Um, Your podcast is actually pretty good. And then Kyle has a podcast too. I mean, yeah, you just find all my stuff at Knocked Out Films. Knocked Out Films. Uh, Knockedoutentertainment.com. That was Jesse Ventura. Uh, yeah, that's that's where you can find all of that stuff. I do a weekly vlog. I do you know, lots of photo stuff. Uh, yeah, you do. Yeah. Lots do, of photo stuff. I do stuff. things. I do a weekly puppet show in my basement if you want to come see that. Yeah. Um, come what to, are those the puppets to- up to now? Oh, they, uh, they've got themselves on a journey. Um, they are currently trying to uh, create a balloon to uh, sail across the Pacific Ocean. They're going to create the balloon? They are, yeah. The, the, it's, it takes place in uh, the year uh, 1410. What kind of materials are they using back then? Uh, mostly uh, sheep. Sheep? Like live sheep? Full sheep. Full on sheep. Ooh, not just the They're wool. trying to connect the sheep. It's a very intricate puppet show. <laughs> and they're trying to make a balloon out of these sheep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. boy. And uh, one final thing. Uh, Shane and I will be back eventually with a bonus episode. Bonus! Of Miyazaki and me reviewing a movie that has nothing to do with Hayao Miyazaki, but it is an anime film. Uh, and that is Akira, because Akira. we finally surpassed, and thank you, everyone. Uh, we finally surpassed 100 subscribers on my YouTube channel. And because of that, we are doing a special reviewing Akira. That's Akira. awesome. That's Congratulations. Thank That's you. Great. Yeah. Akira. Akira. Be good to each other. <laughs>